And we're back here, Stripe Show Podcast. I'm Travis Fold. Hope you're uh, having a, a great summer. Summer it is in Florida. I can tell you that. Guest uh, who I'll bring in momentarily um, doesn't live too far from me there in the greater Jacksonville area. I've decided to stay in uh, North Idaho where it's about 75 degrees, no humidity. <clears throat> if you're into that kind of stuff, this is not a uh, bad place to hang out. Many of you followed me, uh, Coeur Resort, <clears throat> shot a 72, not bad, I actually played better than I scored. Um, I did hit the ball in the water in the floating green, unfortunately. It was my worst swing of the day. The one I posted, I didn't, couldn't show you the one going in the water. So anyway, 72, I'll take it as much golf uh, as I play. It was, uh, it was a fun round, a lot of good golf happening, of course, on TV. They're at uh, the Workday event which has taken the place of the john deere they just uh teed it off there at mirfield village of course back-to-back weeks memorial is next week tiger just committed so golf full swing we got the celebrities in tahoe the american century championship which is always fun to watch and a guy that's played it in the past when he was kicking for the jacksonville jaguars 11 years in all the all-time leading scorer Josh Scobie joins me on the podcast to uh, talk about the American Century Championship, also a little bit of the PGA Tour, but how's that heat treat you, buddy, in Jacksonville? Oh, man, it is tough to play golf right now. You uh, <laughs> even make a tee time while you're sitting in your house and you start sweating. So <laughs> it's uh, it's tough right now. I'm, I'm playing golf maybe once a week because of it. American Century Championship this week uh, in Tahoe event that you played in last time you played was 2015 is that right yes that's right and you had you had the lead going into the final day i did i i uh i played really well especially the second day and i shot six under which gave me i think 33 points and the sixth under uh could have been a couple or two or three better uh because the last hole is this 500 yard par five that typically you know plays a little downwind and i had a pitching wedge in and hit it in the water and then didn't get it up and down and made bogey so uh it it could have been like an easy birdie and shot eight under no problem uh but the the third day which is the final day um i shot one under and got lapped by mark Mulder, uh who just started out on fire he he had three birdies in a row at the round and uh, didn't really let me get back in it. So uh, unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to uh, or the invite to go back and and uh, avenge myself. But maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I you know, I think I think Scobie should be on the list. And it's interesting, of course, since uh, you haven't been kicking for the Jaguars uh, anymore. You you've since retired after eleven years, and um, but no invite back. Boulder, of course, good players. Uh, John Smoltz is a good player. Tony Romo is a good player. He won it last year, but this is BS, man. I mean, I let's <laughs> let's get Scobie back in the field and you know give these boys a run for the money because you're clearly as good as they are, if not better. And you're probably a better player now than you were in 15. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a whole lot better than I was five years ago. I mean, I had really just started getting it, getting into uh, tournament golf back in. 2012 so i was pretty new at all this and it was only my second time playing the american century championship and a lot of those guys that have been playing there and they knew the course a lot better than i did and uh 
I, I definitely have some up aggression. So if I ever get back in that tournament, I'm going to be fully prepared and, and ready to roll because it's something that I love to watch every year, even though I watch it and, and I'm, I'm just steaming the whole time and, and knowing, you know, how well I can play. It's just a great tournament. It's going to be strange this year without fans, but it's, it's a great tournament uh, because you get to play with, you know, celebrities that, without golf you might have never met them before you, you know you've watched them on tv play different sports or uh, actors singers uh you know random celebrities that play in this event that you would never meet if it weren't for golf apparently i have to become a celebrity again uh is what the uh, tournament director told me wow so wait a minute, wait a minute. so vinnie del negro's playing um yes i mean and, and no, no offense here but you know Derek lowe cooper cup uh, Brandon McManus is playing the kicker. He's uh, apparently a good player, but there's a reason every celebrity tournament that's played that's nationally televised, uh, it, or John Smoltz for yeah. that matter, it, uh, these guys are winning those tournaments. It's because they separate themselves over, you know, a two, three, four day tournament because they're just that much better than the rest yeah. of the field. Let's talk about a few of these other guys. Of course, um, you know, you and I have known each other for a while there in Jacksonville, but have um, been at some of these some of these same celebrity events. One of them um, was last year. Yeah, last year down in at the Bahamas, it was Aaron Rodgers and uh, Chris Paul's charity event, um, which was a great event. A lot of players down there. And I'll tell you the two that kind of that took me a little by surprise. First off, I thought the I thought the level of play was great, but the two that kind of really snuck up on me was was kyle williams um yeah uh, the former defensive tackle for the bills i mean he 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 kind of cruised around even par one day i was like damn like you know he he played well and then i thought patrick peterson um played pretty well as also um on the last day those are two guys that uh you know that can mix it up a little bit who, who am i missing anybody else that uh you know kind of look out for yeah i i, I agree with kyle williams he same course in Louisiana and uh, we played that last round together last year in the Bahamas and I played with him quite a few other times and he's a stud I mean he's a scratch golfer uh, he and a friend of his actually qualified for the uh, the mid-am USGA mid-am last year and got down to the round of 16 together wow. which is it's an extremely hard thing to do and he's a, a really good player mm-hmm. very meticulous and he practices Every day now that he's retired as well, I mean he, it's golf every single day for him and practice. And um, I mean he's a stud. And another Williams that um, that was also at that event in the Bahamas last year uh, was Darren yep. Williams, a scratch golfer golfer as well. And I mean he's a stick when he wants to be. And uh, I would not be surprised to see him in the top five uh, this week at American Century. Yeah, he seems to be improving too, Darren. Um over the last couple of years, I've been kind of following him, got to talk with him for, he had a, he had a good, he had a good second day there as well. I think in that, in that event, it was the NFL players versus the NBA players. Another name I've been working with actually since that event is Adam Thielen. Um, we, we stay in touch and do quite a bit online um, and working on his games. He's really improved. He's been shooting pretty close to par here the last couple of times out. So it'll be fun to see, how he does. Uh, we've been texting last night um, um, as things kick off on Friday. I tell you, the one guy that I think I could help is is that clearly is a great athlete is Aaron Rodgers. I'd yeah, love to absolutely. Get my hands, 
I'd love to get my hands on his golf swing because he creates great speed. And I think I could kind of sure up the path and face a little more for him. Yeah. And then he would kind of eliminate that two-way miss that he gets into. Um, but obviously great athlete, great hands. Um, man, you, you just like kind of reorganize a couple things in his swing. And I think like accuracy gets a whole lot better. Yeah, I, I played with him um, out there last year. He can chip and yep. he can putt. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you, if you were to shore up a couple things in his in his long game, I mean, that he would drop to a scratch golfer no problem. Uh, but yeah, he sometimes he plays way too much of a cut whenever he's aiming right, like it looks like he's going to play a draw. He's got crazy lag in his swing. It's it's yep. amazing yep. how much it's like a whip. It's like he has a a, a senior flex shaft whenever he whips it that much. But uh, yeah, he could definitely improve. Yeah, it's like one of those things where like he kind of pulls down on the handle a little bit in transition, yeah. and when you, and when you get that lead wrist, um, the term is called extended or cupped, right? Like you kind of yeah. you kind of pull down when you take that extension in the lead wrist and you carry it down as long as he does. That's tough. Like you're you're putting yourself in a situation where you got to stand the handle up at impact, and then you got to you know now you're kind of you got to you got to kind of kick the, the the head out late. And it's a tough thing to time. You don't, there, there are a handful of PGA tour players that do that. Like a Mark Leishman, like a Phil, like yeah. Phil Mickelson, obviously he's done very well with it, but these are guys obviously have great hands. You think of Phil, great hands. Um, and, but you don't, it's very, very rare. You see it on the PGA tour and uh, man, you change his wrist angles around a little bit and, and you get that shaft kind of laying down a little bit more. I mean, the thing is just the, the golf swing gets a whole hell of a lot easier. Um, to uh, to repeat well it'll be fun it's, it's gonna be interesting um you know no fans out there it's such a it's such a great atmosphere um you know out there in tahoe i've i've spent a lot of time there growing up in pacific northwest it's the coldest lake in america i can tell you that i just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at encore golf encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that i have ever seen their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter-weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back. To the stripe show i want to talk a little uh pga tour golf with you of course they're back um playing up at mirrorfield tiger uh just committed for next week at uh, the memorial which will be which will be sweet to see him play the fields have been off the chart it's been fun to watch all these great players uh get together and play more often anything uh anything jump out of you've been watching here over the last uh, four or five weeks Oh yeah, absolutely. It's you're right. The fields have been so good. And I think, you know, a lot of these events where you're not going to see the top 10 guys in the world play that often, um, that they're now playing and it's just the simple fact that they haven't been playing for three months and they're probably itching to get out there and prepare for the big tournaments coming up. But I think this is like the first of the, the big tournaments, uh, being Jack's event and, It'll be fun to see two weeks in a row of uh, of really big time golf on a on a big time course. 
when you when you kind of stack your game up against a PGA Tour player, I mean, you're obviously you're a great player. You know, plus one, plus two, tour player on average probably plus six. You know, somewhere in there, plus seven. Um, what what jumps out to you? Like you're like, man, I need to do that better. They're way better at this than me. Is there anything that that kind of reoccurs when you're kind of benchmarking against them? Yeah, absolutely. It it's always the the long irons, anything, you know, iron through four iron um, is really what jumps out to me because they're playing a lot longer for the most part than what I'm used to playing on a you know regular basis. So on par fours, they're playing 474, 480 yard par fours. And a lot of times, you know, depending on the wind or whatever the, the currents might be, they're going to have a long iron into a par four. And they're hitting the green a lot or hitting the ball close a lot. And that's, that is a huge difference between a scratch golfer and a touring pro, uh, just how consistent they are with their ball contact mm-hmm. uh, with long clubs. You know, the game is moving. It's, it's all offense now, even in the sport that you played professionally 11 years. You know, football, most of the rule changes favor the offensive side of the ball. Um, in golf, it's distance, right? It's offense. Hit it far. And, yep. you know, the, the advantage is offense, right? I mean, it's a little less lenient. It's a little less in the way the courses are, you know, rough and, and penalizing yep. that offense, penalizing the distance. Do you like where all this is going? I mean, you're, you're someone who I saw some of your numbers you sent over, you know, a drive. It was 320. Um you know, off of the tee. Do you, do you like where all this is going length and the big advantage to the big hitters? I, I do. And don't it, there's certain times when I'm watching the tournament and I see the distance that they've hit it. And I know those numbers are not there. You really can't point them to playing the type of course that I play day in and day out, because the difference between a, you know, a, a PGA tour course and the shape that it's in, and the course that I'm playing, you know, Monday through Friday is completely different um, in terms of the fairway and the release they get and the bounce and uh, just the distance that they're getting on the roll. We don't get that here in Florida and right. you really don't get it uh, that much uh, anywhere else you go. So cutting those fairways and and, you know, getting them to lightning speeds that it, it makes them seem like every player can hit 330 or, you know, or if you're DeChambeau hitting at 370, that's, it's really not the case. And I, I played with a lot of touring pros and at sea level and at courses in Jacksonville and seeing the, the difference between myself and them in terms of the distance. And it's really not that big of a difference or I'm hitting it farther than them a lot of the times. Um, but, you know, it, it just depends on the course and the wind and the conditions and, everything but yeah. i i really don't like all these you know golf riders and whatnot and people that are wanting to roll the ball back for the touring pros and all that i, I just don't understand that i mean golf and life is about evolving and to get better and finding ways to to get stronger get faster hit the ball farther do everything to make things easier to get an advantage and that's yeah. what that's what these guys are doing and I'm, I'm sure the golf ball has evolved over time and obviously the drivers are getting hotter too but it would be completely pointless to roll the ball back and 
and to do what they're a lot of these guys are talking about doing because of all the hard work that these guys have put in to try and get better. Yeah, there's something to say about watching something that you're not that that 99.9% of people are not capable of doing, Correct. right? Yeah. Um and like when you watch Bryson, I got to I got to tell you, it's hard to comprehend. Like it's it really is. You know, I you know, I mean I I mean I get it. I mean and I understand what's going on as far as some of the things they're doing to create speed. And obviously he's bulked up and those things and we'll see what the shelf life is um on his body, but I mean, when, when you're stepping up there and you're hitting it, you know, on average 350 on average, I mean, like, that's just like, what, you know, and, and, and you're, and you're seeing some of these lines, um, that he's taking and it's just, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it, are we compromising too much of the integrity of the layout and, 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 and the other clubs in your bag? Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, I mean, pretty soon, I mean, pretty soon it's just like, he's just going to be, able, he's just going to take five clubs. Yeah. Know? He's, like, he's only going to need. <laughs> is an eight iron and a putter yeah. i mean it's that's the way he played at rocket yeah. mortgage i mean it's 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 kind of crazy what he's doing and i mean there's going to be some other players that are, that are going to try and do these things if he continues to play this well and i think he's going to until he tears something in his left knee yeah <laughs> yeah because seeing that left foot pop out after his drive i mean he looks like a long drive guy right yep. now and yep. with how hard he's swinging but I mean, I, I'm assuming that the guys that are the short knockers on tour are just going, you got to be yeah. kidding. Me. Got, there's no way that I could gain 40 pounds and do what he's doing and, you know, g- gain, what does he gain? 25 yards off the tee or something like that, or maybe more. And, and, and then feel like that they can make that happen with every other club in the bag too, because it's, it's really absurd. Yeah. I mean, I, I do the show for DraftKings. It's called the matchup. And I had, uh, I had Matt Kuchar in the lineup this week versus um, Mark Leishman. Kuchar's played well at Mirfield, so is Leishman. And, you know, Kuchar right now, he hasn't played a whole lot, but he averages 281 yards off the tee. Now, that's a little skewed because there's some three woods. So let's say he's averaging, you know, Kuchar's not yeah. long. I mean, six four. There's someone that you could easily put 20 yards on. And, you know, he just, he's just, he's conservative, you know, with his swing and his turn. Obviously, he's extremely accurate, but, you know, he, let's say he's hitting at 295. You know, he's 55 yards behind Shambo. You know, like, I mean, that's, you know, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's fi- I mean, 55 yards, that's three to four clubs. I mean, it's just, that's just silly. Like, you can't, you can't overcome that over a no. long period of time. You know, Brooks had some things to say. You know, Brooks is outspoken. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. His game, obviously, one of the best in the world. You cool with him probing about the steroid tweet with, with Bryson? You see I, that? I, I did see that. I, I don't know if he found, I'm sure he was in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the way that social people very seriously and, and don't really have that much of a sense of humor. So I'm assuming he was joking around. But, um, I mean, I'm sure the PGA Tour does testing and, you know, they, they're pretty diligent about it. Um, but, you know, Brooks and Bryson are probably as polar opposite as you could possibly be because you know brooks is one of the guys that pretends like nothing bothers him and you know it doesn't matter i don't this very often i don't play very often i just show up to tournaments and ready to roll and then bryson is the complete opposite yeah uh you know being the scientist and documenting every little thing he does and put 
putting it out on social media so everyone can see how. So, you know, I, I think they're just kind of jabbing yeah. at each other, especially yeah. with Bryson earlier in the summer uh, <laughs> talking about how big he's gotten yeah. and, and saying he, he actually has abs and, and Bryson <laughs> uh, or and, and uh, Brooks doesn't. So I, I think it's just two guys having fun with each other because, I mean, they're, you know, let's face it, they're going to be playing President's yep. Cups and Ryder Cups together for a long time. And they're going to have to get along, uh, or at least they're going to have to pretend like they get along. Well, you know, it's it's okay they don't get along. I mean, I think that's, you know, I kind of like the, you know, this this little more forward push of, you know, you know, really how you feel and the transparency. And, you know, I mean, I, I think Brooks comes across a little arrogant, and it's not always, you know, my cup of tea. But at the same time, you know, I, I like that he, he puts it out there, and I like that Bryson – is putting it out there and you know golf needs more of this and you know i always i, I always ask this question you know and, and i'll throw it to you it's like you have the you know on one side in golf you've got you got the spring break crew right you know the guys that you know we, we all kind of we're buddies and we group up and we're gonna go we're going on spring break the, the speeds and the jts and the fowler and then the other side it's like you got the table for one dudes you know you got you got patrick <laughs> reed and you got bryson and Sabatini and I'd even I don't know Brooks probably even to some degree in that category and I think I think you know bring that other side along a little bit and and the villain and and you know the guys that are not just you know chumming and running around with the rest of the dudes uh I think that's okay and I think football you're a little more accustomed to that right like you're you know it just feels like that the, the that is a little bit more uh, accustomed to that kind of um um, what's the word I'm looking for? Confidence, maybe, right? In yeah. one's ability yeah. and, and, and putting it out there and not afraid to to showboat a little bit after a touchdown or something. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's golf is the ultimate, you know, confidence, borderline pocky mentality yeah. that you have to have. And I mean, you need that in every sport, but golf, I think, is, is pretty similar to boxing. I mean, you're out there on your own. Um, and you have to make decisions and be comfortable with it and confident with what you've made and be okay with the decision that you've made, whether it's good or bad. And these guys, you know, they're playing so many golf tournaments. And I, th I think the, the fact that they're not winning every single one of them, that kind of weighs you down a little bit. And I mean, they're making great money, but not winning all the time, just, it'll probably just piss you off enough to where, yeah. Uh, this new generation of golfers, I mean, they they speak out a lot more than the the guys that were a little more sophisticated back in the day, and and you know try to keep their golf etiquette uh, a little more proper than these kids now. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to to see it. Um, it's changing for sure, you know. And social media is part of that. Um, you know, we feel like we know them a little bit more for the ones that that put it out there. And I think we're getting a nice mix. I really do. I think it's a nice little mix of. Uh, of youth with some experience and there's some clash there's some difference in personalities that play out and um and i think that's and i think that's good for the sport i think it's great yeah. also in social media guys like yourself who have a big following um and you know play the game and broadcast the game and and um you know that's good for our sport you know yeah. that, that they see athletes like yourself who love the game and play it at such a high level. And you and I've had this discussion before and I want to finish up with this is, you know, just the similarities of kicking a football. I mean, you were a great kicker, a place kicker and, you know, the idea of standing to the side and coming in at, at an angle um, with the foot 
is, I would say, in many ways, if not exactly the same as the club head coming in at an angle and striking down on a golf ball, hitting down on a football. So I think kicking a football and golf are very similar because uh, many, many things. Uh, I mean, we can talk about the physical aspect of it and the angle that you're coming in as a kicker, which is typically a 45-degree angle. Um, and then once you get to impact, you're standing perpendicular to the ball, and you only do that in a few sports such as golf and baseball. Um, so it, it's, it's a very similar sport in terms of physically – how you're trying to impact the ball. Uh, it's kicking a ball similar to hitting a driver in terms of trying to hit up on the ball um, to get the ball elevated. Um, it, it's not like hitting an iron or a wedge where you're hitting down on it to get it elevated. The driver, you're hitting it you know, on the swing path going up. And same with kicking the football um, to get it elevated and get the right trajectory to, to get it over the line. And then you can talk about the, the mental part of it uh, in terms of trying to have a nice, smooth tempo, uh, trying to only have you know, one thought process at a time, uh, concentrating on one kick at a time and not worrying about what happened in the past and only worrying about the, the present. And, uh, and that, I think that's why whenever I got into to golf at such a late age, uh, which was my rookie year of football, um, it really, it came a lot easier to me if I hadn't have been kicking a, a football for a few years. Yeah. And, and just the idea of that the ball's not moving, right? I mean, I mean, you guys were the only, you know, player in, in football where you have to deal with the ball, not moving. I mean, that's, and then in golf, of course, it's not moving. You're not reacting to anything. And man, that just, that just puts a whole nother mental at, element to the whole deal, you know, because you have to make it move. Um, ball fly and go through the uprights. And then, you know, the golfer has to make it move to go up in the air and do what you want to do. And, and of course you've got to deal with a lot of different angles and, and, you know, obviously the elements and whatnot, but you also have to spend, you're also spending the most time by yourself, right. As a kicker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to find your your tendencies and, you know, your weaknesses and, and work on those. And uh, I mean, the number one factor in golf and in kicking is the wind. If you have a really calm day on the golf course and you're a professional golfer, you're going to see the scores really low. And they just tear the course up. And same uh, with an NFL kicker. Uh, if you're playing indoors, I mean, you've already eliminated the the biggest factor. And you're going to see kicks go right down the middle and you rarely see kicks miss that are indoors. And, uh, and that's something that's really helped me out with my golf game mm -hmm. is being able to judge the wind and um, know what your tendency is. If you're, you know, if you're a kicker and like most kickers you have, if you're right footed, you have a little bit of a right to left uh, curve with the ball. So if you have a right to left wind, you know, you need to aim a little bit farther to the right and vice versa. Um, and same with golf. I mean, if you play a cut and you have a left to right wind, uh, you need to aim farther left. And the same goes with the draw if it's a right to left wind. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing those things about yourself and and not trying to be naive about it. And, you know, if you're a cutter of the ball in golf and you try to play a draw into a 
left to right wind, uh, I mean, things probably aren't going to work out for you. Uh, it's, it's just about you know, confidence and, and, you know, the ability to, to not be naive and, and try to do things that you shouldn't be trying at, at a certain point. One of the things you said to me a while back, I thought was interesting when you kick, you got to keep your toes down, right? Like, yes. So like my right foot, when I come in, I got to keep my toes down. So like yeah. the top of my foot is angled down to the ground. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much as far as you can extend it down, like pointing your toe. Yeah. And, and so like that would be comparable to the club face looking down. Correct. When you're coming down, you want to get to keep the club face. Now, if you, if you flip your toes up, that's no good. And yeah, you lose, you lose accuracy, don't you, in trajectory? Yeah, it's almost like um, if you hit it off the heel and, or if you had an upright club um, and you hit it off the heel, it's immediately going to start left and you're going to pull it. So it, it's, I mean, the, your foot is not exactly shaped like a club face is, but in a sense, uh, it, it acts the same way. And you can see it, it's not going to curve as much coming off your foot as it would coming off a club if you miss hit it. Right. Uh, but yes, if your foot is, if your toe is pointed up, the tendency is to pull it left yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's beautiful in that, like, you think about your foot coming in, the toes are, you know, your, your toes are down and the, the front of the, the top of your foot is kind of arched down. And then you think about, okay, here I come in the impact. It's not my foot, but you can look at it as your lead hand is almost a little arched and pointing down. And that, and then if I come in the impact and I was to scoop it and flip it and get yep. my, and get my left hand knuckles to kind of go up to the sky equivalent to like your, foot coming in and your toes pointing up to this guy you're kind of you're trying to almost kind of help it or manufacture it to some degree yeah and exactly so yeah if you watch if you watch some of the best kickers in the world uh i mean whenever they're coming right through impact and you see their follow through all the way you know through through their hip their toe is just staying extended through and trying to hold that angle because it's the the sooner you flip like you would in uh you know in a golf swing the, the more you're trying to help the ball uh, do something that you're trying to uh, counteract something that you did right before impact. Mm -hmm. Now, in kicking, last question here, when you come in, your head, you want to try to keep your head down through the strike, though, right? Some people think that. It, it's, you know, I've heard many different thoughts about this, and that was the first thing that I was taught was keep your head down uh, through impact. Um and now I really don't believe that it, okay. it's really what works for you because kicking is pretty similar to golf in terms of, you know, your swing has to fit you and not all body types are the same and not, not everything works for, or not one thing works for everyone. Um, but I believe that if you keep your head down through impact, it keeps your upper body crunching, like bending over. And it, it's, you really want to have your upper body, sitting tall and standing tall through impact, which lets your lower body extend and your leg to get up past uh, 90 degrees. So which pass past your mm -hmm. hip. And it's kind of the same thing as golf. I mean, really, once once you've made impact with it, there's not a real reason to keep your head down yeah. other than if it if it makes you comfortable and you're you're good at it, then there's no reason to change. But keeping it down for an extended period of time is really pointless. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, and that I, I was wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, it's the same thing in golf. I mean, the perception is that you want to keep your head down all the way in the post impact. And when you do that, like you said, your spine stays crunched down. 
Yeah, and you, exactly. You can't extend and use the ground as leverage, you know, to kind of get out of the way and and push up. And like you said, let your arms swing through and in golf or legs swing through and in golf, it's like let your arms extend through a little bit. So the the similarities are crazy, really. I mean, it's it it's uh, there's so many similarities. Obviously, it's there's some differences too, but um, I just find it fascinating to watch kickers and talk to you. Uh, and Cairo Santos is another out there at Jacksonville Golf and Country Club. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit and just these techniques and kicking versus hitting a golf ball. It's not a wonder you guys are such damn good golfers. There's a lot of them. And damn it, Scobie, you should be out in Tahoe. I don't, <laughs> you know. I wish. I wish. I don't know if my wife would have let me gone this year, even if I had been invited uh, with everything going on. Well, you guys can just come up here to Idaho if you want. 75. Oh, just... <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm still sweating in my truck right now. All right. Somehow, I don't understand how. Well, get out of the truck. Um, go jump in the pool. I appreciate your time, man. And um, we'll catch up when I get back down there. All right. Sounds good, Travis. Take care, man. Okay, Josh. See you. We've all heard the rumors, but the wait is finally over. Fight Island is primed and ready to go. This Saturday, the fighters will be taking their talents to Abu Dhabi for UFC 251. That lineup of fights this weekend is one of the best yet. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day sports, is putting you in the center of the action starting this Thursday with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stand under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if MMA isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize for this weekend's UFC 251 contest with your first deposit. That's promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.